This podcast is brought to you by Signals, an AI marketing tool that helps you automate, grow, and close sales pipeline. Welcome to the Signals Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us on this journey of innovation through our Demand Gen Summit, Fall of 2023. Today, we are diving deep into the world of demand generation, broadening our understandings of the connections that define our digital age. Throughout this series, we will navigate breakthroughs, chat with experts, and provide a front row seat to the experiences shared at the Demand Gen Summit. For this episode, our speaker, Emily Franson Evangelista, former VP at NewSkin and current consultant, will discuss radical reinvention, five lessons learned from the racetrack. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily Evangelista, and today we're going to talk about radical reinvention, five lessons from the racetrack. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with me. Let's get into it. I don't know another way to say it. The world is weird right now. That's my opinion. Between the macroeconomic dynamics, the geopolitical situation globally, and then just where we're at socially and culturally, I feel like I don't know what's happening in the world right now. And really, it poses the question, how do enterprises and individuals move forward given all of these different dynamics? We're all familiar with the different stories around innovate or fill in the blank, right? Historically, times such as these have fueled innovation and disruption. Apropos to today's topic is the difference between the horse-drawn carriage and Henry Ford's Model T. And we've all heard the different quotes about if you were to ask someone um, what they needed, would they have come up with the Model T? No, they would have come up with a different version of a horse-drawn carriage. And so I think these same questions are what we have to wrestle with today. In fact, so much so that I am really focused on this idea of radical reinvention. What we've done historically has not worked. What we've done historically is not going to work given the environment that we're in now. And it's time for some innovation and disruption. But before I dive into that, I do need to give you a little bit of context about who I am and why today's story is so remarkable. So I'm Emily Evangelista. There's a few things that I call myself, a digital innovator, a consultant, a humanitarian. Yes, I'm a mother to five children, ages 25 to four. Yes, you heard me correctly. There is a 21-year gap between my oldest and my youngest. And I think it's amazing, which is one of the reasons I call myself an adventurer. If I were to index on some of the strengths of my personality, you see, I am very comfortable with change. In fact, I kind of crave it and thrive under change. I'm a strategic thinker. I like to think big picture. That last one, risk tolerance. I recently took a leadership assessment. Turns out I have a very high risk tolerance level, which is no surprise for the story that I'm about to tell you today. So I am adding a new label to my descriptors, which is race car driver. You're reading that correctly. And it all comes down to what I call a bucket list day. But what's most important about this day is I was at a point in life where I was ready for transformation. I was ready for something new. And I didn't even know it that day when I got to the track. I had just gone through a divorce, so a major life change. I was in a new role as vice president of global digital for New Skin, which was a beauty and wellness company. Uh, And I was embarking on some very new territory, um, paving a new road for myself. 
But I did think this one day at the racetrack was just a bucket list kind of day. I didn't think it would be something that would turn into to anything long-term. There are two other key elements though that are gonna tie to today's story. One is the car, the Ferrari 488 Pista. I'll tell you more about it here in a minute. And then my driving instructor, Ben, he really was the coach and the facilitator for this day. Okay, so we really do have to take a minute to talk about this car because it's, it's a piece of art. It really is. It's one of the most beautiful cars in the world, if you ask me. It's the Ferrari 488 Pista. Pista actually is Italian for racetrack. Um, you can see some of the specifics about the car there. It's one of the fastest cars in the world. At this racetrack, it is one of the fastest and most powerful vehicles um, that they that they offer. The market value of this build is almost um, $500,000, almost a half a million dollars. So can you imagine being entrusted with this fine vehicle on a racetrack? It's absolutely amazing. So let's get into the experience. I'm going to play a little bit of this just to get an idea. of you and the Ferrari 488 Pista. We're doing five laps today, correct? Yes. Outstanding. Quick recap on the briefing you already had in the classroom as well as the on-track briefing on the Macan. Smooth is fast. Just want to be smooth on the steering, smooth on the throttle, smooth on the brake. Steering's turned in. We don't want to mash on the throttle. Line we follow on the track, green cone, green cone, eyes up, see everything, look at nothing. Mirrors in the car tune in for me. I watch behind us in the event another car's coming around. I'm going to let you know. It's Okay, so you heard today. Ben start to share some of the lessons that I'm going to share with you today. You heard him on the video say, Fast is smooth and smooth is fast. This is lesson number one. I'm going to share five lessons with you today. So when you're actually driving a race car, it's not like when you play a video game. It's not like Grand Theft Auto and you're doing all this steering and everything. It really is about being smooth and letting the car do what it knows. It's really about understanding what are the physics of the car? How do you shift the weight of the car using brakes and acceleration so that you don't spin out and so that you don't crash. It's about understanding the layout of the track and how to follow the right lines and, and have the, the fastest lines. Well, all three of these things actually apply to real life, don't they? They apply to our individual lives and they apply to our enterprises. So I want to dial into this just a little bit more. When you're racing, it is about finding the right line, understanding where you're going to come into a curve, where is the apex in that curve, and then how do you exit that curve? And so you have to set your car up just right to be able to maximize your strength, your speed, your power through that curve. You have to carry speed through the curve if you want to be able to win and um, place on that podium. And so really, for us in our lives and for us as enterprises, it's really about how do you find the straightest path forward that maximizes the power, whether that's in your life or in your enterprise. Maybe that's in your sales teams or in your departments. What's the straightest path forward? Now, in order to have a straight path forward, you need to remove obstacles. So listen to your people, listen to your teams. They will tell you where the friction is. Listen to your customers. They will tell you where the friction is in the experience. And it's your job to be able to remove anything that is getting in the way of creating that really smooth ride. 
And then the last one is focus on strengths. So when you're driving a Ferrari 488 Pista, it is all about horsepower. It's about torque. It's about understanding how much brake you can give it and then how quickly you can get back on that gas. Now, if you're driving a different race car, let's say maybe a Mazda Miata, a spec Miata, which I'll tell you about here in a minute, it's different. It doesn't have any horsepower. In fact, it's the slowest car on the course. So you don't focus on power, you focus on carrying speed through the turns. So it's one of the lightest cars. It has a very short wheelbase. And so you can carry 60, 70, 80 miles an hour through really, really tight turns. So again, you want to be really clear on where you differentiate, where do you gain power from, and then focus on those strengths. So that's lesson number one. Okay, are you ready to get back to the track? Tighter. Turn your eyes. You want your eyes on the turn before the car. It eliminates surprises. Go, 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 go. Upshift. 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 Brake. Harder. More brake. Downshift one. Downshift two. Let go. Turn it in. 136. Don't stare at the cones. They'll take away all your speed. Brake straight. Downshift. Turn the eyes. Show it where to go. Turn it in. A little bit of throttle. Smooth. Nice job. Turn your eyes. Straighten it out. Upshift. A little more throttle. No, we don't want to do that. Lots of throttle. Turn go right. Turn it in. A little bit of throttle. Brake. Turn your eyes. Turn it in. Breathe. A little bit of throttle. So lesson number two, brake, coast, accelerate. Now, this is one of the hardest things I think to master as a race car driver. You really have to gauge how to set up for the turn and you have to have patience to not turn in too fast or too early. If I'm honest, this is where I struggle as a race car driver is patience. In fact, every single instructor I've ever had, patience is the word that they yell at me the most. And being able to understand when do you brake and brake hard, when do you coast so that your car can set up for the acceleration and then when to accelerate. If you don't do each of those, then your car is going to spin out. You're going to hit a wall. You're going to take the turn on the wrong angle. You're going to lose too much speed and you're not going to be able to accelerate faster. It's the same thing for us as brands and as companies. You've got to recognize where you are in your journey, where you are in your turn. Do you need to slow down to go fast? Do you need to coast and listen to your organization so that they tell you where they're at and where they need to go? And also, how can you build up speed and momentum as you're leaning into a pivot. This is one of the most counterintuitive elements about driving a race car is as you're hitting that apex, you're actually accelerating. You're in the middle of the turn and you're accelerating. Sometimes that's the same case in our organizations. You might be in the middle of a pivot and you need the organization to go faster. So it goes back to lesson number one. It's all about being fast and smooth. So how do you remove obstacles? How do you help clear the path for them so that they can accelerate even as they're in that pivot and in that turn? Okay, so at the end of that day, 
Ben and I are heading in off of the racetrack and we go, we look at the leaderboard. And I think the leaderboard is just for that session. And there was probably maybe 10 cars out there. So I say to Ben, hey, Ben, look, at least I wasn't last place. I was number seven. Ben stops and looks at me and he says, no, Emily, that's for the day. And we've had 500 racers out here, some of them pro. You ranked number seven out of 500. And then he said, you've got it. If you want to do this, you've got it. And that was the moment when I realized, okay, wait, we're in the middle of a radical reinvention here. And I might have just discovered something that I thought was a bucket list kind of day. So now let's back up. I was raised in Detroit, Michigan. My dad was in the auto industry. Cars are life in Detroit. In fact, you index on what auto company your dad works for and whatever your friends dads work for, they're the enemy. So my best friend, her dad worked for Ford. My dad worked for Chrysler. They would race in downtown Detroit during the Grand Prix. And that was always such an amazing thing. And I wanted to be a race car driver as a little girl. However, girls didn't race cars back then and I'm way too tall. <laughs> I couldn't fit in the race cars. And now here I am at the age of 44, discovering that that instinct I had as a child, I was onto something. And now if you index back on some of those strengths that I had, turns out that having um, a very high tolerance for risk <laughs> makes you a really good race car driver. Okay, so from this experience, I started on a journey that has led me to an incredible reinvention of myself that we'll get to here in just a minute. But back to the racetrack. Lesson number three. You can hear Ben say on the video, see everything, look at nothing. Now, this is a serious point. When you're on the track, track awareness, your ability to anticipate what's happening, to see what else is going on around you, is the difference between life and death. Focus is the same in everyday life, isn't it? It's the differentiator to success. And just like when you're in the race car, where your eyes are focused is where your car will go. So when you're coming into a turn, you're not looking at the turn. You're actually looking ahead to what's past the turn. So that's what Ben means. See everything and don't hyperfixate on anything. Don't look at just one thing. See everything. And that is the key to not only being successful in a race, but I actually believe being successful in life. If I were to identify the biggest challenge, both for individuals and enterprises, based on my experience, it's focus. In the enterprise, there are so many things that we're trying to do all at once. And then you might have a list of priorities that the enterprise has set, and then new priorities get added every single day. Has that been your experience? That's been my experience. And in fact, when I look at organizations who were able to create significant change, who were able to disrupt and innovate, if I had to identify one thing, they got very, very clear on their focus. They did four things, which was one, they figured out how do they differentiate? What is it that they can offer that no one else can offer? 
Number two, they use data to back up that decision. Too often in our boardrooms, opinions are ruling the day. You need to use data to back up what your instincts are telling you. Three, you have to be able to articulate the vision for the rest of your organization. If you're not able to tell a story about where you're going and why, and why you're saying no to everything else, people will not be able to follow you. You have to capture their hearts and minds with a very articulate vision. And the last one might be the most important. You have to say no to a lot of things and you have to keep saying no. I recently had an experience where we realized that over 90% of the backlog in product development wasn't helping us move the enterprise forward. It wasn't allowing us to differentiate. And so we had to go to the business and negotiate saying no to 90% of the backlog so that we could focus on the 10%, which was going to allow us to disrupt, to innovate, and to differentiate the enterprise. And not only did we have to say no initially, we had to keep saying no every time the enterprise would bring new initiatives, new ideas, new priorities. We had to circle back to that vision and articulate, no, remember, we're going to focus over here so that we can deliver on this bigger picture. I think it's one of the hardest things for organizations to do. Okay, so let's fast forward. Um, so that was February 2022 that I figured out maybe I could be a race car driver. Luckily, I had some connections at the racetrack here in Utah um, at Utah Motorsports Campus. I got my first race car, which is the little white one right there. Um, it had been used for autocross. It was almost all of the way to what's called spec Miata build. So the interior is ripped out. It's just metal. It's stripped down to, to just bare, bare bones. It was a fast car. Um, and it's what allowed me to get going on my journey to become a race car driver. So throughout the summer of 2022, I start moving up through certifications. So I start with HPDE1, so High Performance Driving Experience 1. It's run by Toyota. I'm then able to graduate and I move into HPDE2. And this is where it all goes wrong. <laughs> so I graduate into HPDE2. I think I'm in maybe my second session. That's me. Like I said, this is perfect to get certified, but I can already feel I'm, I'm going to get frustrated. Lesson number four, fail fast and fail with finesse. The key to failure is open communication and accountability. And we need more of this in our lives and in our organizations. We need to create environments of safety and trust so that people can be honest about what's working, what's not working. How did we get here? What do we need to pivot? 
which leads to the finesse. When that engine blew out, I knew instinctually what I had to do. Put in the clutch, get off the gas, and let it coast. That, that way I didn't do further damage to my car and I didn't do damage to the cars around me. I didn't drop a whole bunch of oil on the track, which could have caused other cars to crash. So finesse is key. And sometimes finesse, when you're coming out of a failure, isn't big, dramatic turns. Sometimes finesse is small pivots, small tweaks, until you figure out what's working and what's not working. I think that's where the communication and accountability comes in, both with ourselves and with our teams. But the core to that is creating safety and trust. Lesson number five, flow like water. The best laps that I've had, the best sessions I've had are when I have found my flow and I've just become one with the car. I become one with the track. I become one with myself. And there really is an instinctual element where you can feel how the tires are gripping the track. You can feel what your car can do. You can feel where you can push. You feel where you need to let go and let off a little bit. The same is true in our own lives and in our organizations. If we will slow down and stop trying to force things and come at things with with calm, with peace, and listen, we can find the flow both for ourselves and for our organizations. Okay, so all five of these lessons add up to that new race car. That is my second race car, and it's actually faster than the first race car, and I'm now in HPDE3. I'm in the next race class, and all five of these lessons really boil down to how do you create a radical reinvention? And I've gone through and I've taken each of these. If you're gonna screenshot a slide, screenshot this one, because I've assigned a single word to each of them. And so if I were to impart a single word to you in your life, for you in your organizations, in your brands, in your enterprise, it comes down to this. So lesson number one, remember Ben said, fast is smooth, smooth is fast, which really is about listening. It's listening to our teams, to our organizations, to ourselves, to figure out how can we remove obstacles? How can we find the straight line forward? Where do we need to lean in a little bit? Where do we need to lean off a little bit? Lesson number two, break, coast, accelerate, which really all comes down to having patience and really understanding where we're at in a turn, where do we need to accelerate? Where do we need to pivot? Lesson number three, you heard Ben say it, see everything, look at nothing, which comes down to focus, which in my opinion is the hardest thing for us to do in our daily lives and for our organizations to do. Be diligent in what you're going to say no to and what you're going to focus on. And what you focus on better be a differentiator and it better be informed with data. Lesson number four, fail fast and with finesse, which really is all about communication and accountability, being honest with ourselves and in our organizations. And lesson number five, flow like water, which really is just about being. It's about being present 
and being in the moment, whether that's in your life or in your organizations. All five of these, if you do that, can lead you to radical reinvention, which is also disruption and innovation. So I'm going to bring us full circle. This was just this last weekend. I went back to the racetrack in Vegas. I drove the Ferrari 488 Pista again, just to see how does it feel a year later and what have I learned. This time I had Hunter as my coach and here's a little footage. Harder, down, down, turn, coast, let it roll, left, building speed, right, good. Smooth in. So now commit to this. Right here, I'm going to keep you in. Keep it. When you feel like letting it out, give me more. Tighter. Good. Left side gas. Keep on it. You're great. Don't come off. Eyes out. Right side. Let it flow. Good. Oh, that's better. Break. Way better. Break. Right. Turn. Coast. Little gas. Eyes up. Oh, you got to get looking farther. I think my time was 105 or something. This time I placed second and I got under a minute, which is what the pros are racing. So if you can get under a minute, that's considered um, closer to a pro time. So I placed number two, thanks to Hunter's coaching and ability to bring me along. Um, and you can see the difference. You can see how much more comfortable I was. But even now when I watch it, my adrenaline starts pumping and I can see where I'm making mistakes. I can see where I've improved. It's absolutely remarkable. And I feel like this truly has been a radical reinvention. So as a reminder, there are your five lessons. And I would love to hear how you apply this, whether that's in your daily life or in your organization. So please stay connected with me. Reach out to me on, in, on LinkedIn or on Instagram. You can follow me and either. You can follow my racing journey on Instagram as well. Um, and thank you for spending this time. I can't wait to hear how you disrupt and innovate and create a radical reinvention in your life. Take care. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed delving into the intricate world of demand generation and gaining a fresh perspective on the forces that drive our interconnected world. 
If you found today's episode intriguing, don't forget to check out others on our website at getsignals.ai so you never miss an opportunity to explore the latest breakthroughs and insights. A special thank you to our dedicated teams for making this episode possible. Your passion for uncovering the innovative realities of demand generation is what fuels this podcast. And lastly, but certainly not least, a big thanks to you, our listeners. Your curiosity and enthusiasm keeps us motivated to bring you the most engaging content. Until next time.